Happy New Year, everybody. It's a brand new year for our little podcast. First and foremost, let's say thank you to Midnight Syndicate for the use of uh, their music. You can find them at midnightsyndicate.com. And for the mood-setting ambiance uh, foley work, I'd like to thank Sword Coast Soundscapes. You can find them at youtube.com slash Soundscapes. So we're going to go ahead and get into this episode. Again, Happy New Year, you guys. Bye. It's the week after Christmas. I have a nativity scene set up. I'm really excited because I bought this nativity scene earlier in the year. Did you get it on sale? No, but... uh, Well, that doesn't make any sense. But it's just so pretty. It Um, is a pretty... I got a good deal on it. It wasn't overly expensive. There are a lot of bad nativities, so it's good this is a good one. What's a bad nativity? One that's poorly painted. Yeah, icky faces. They got creepy eyes. Yeah, the the iris, the, the pupil is like outside of the eyelid. Uh, or, the, or they're crossed. That was mine growing up. It was just a terrible... <laughs> to Balthazar was just jet black. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have any robes. They were all... Well, I mean, he had his clothes, but, you know, he... No, yeah. it was just black. Probably there was supposed to be another color mixed in there, and it I just don't know. didn't get mixed in the dye. Point is, the nativity scene I got is fabulous. Obviously, I set it up before Christmas, and that means the three wise men haven't arrived yet. So, they're they're all on a bookshelf, and you guys... Here in the room. Mm-hmm. Sorry, listeners, you can't see it, but I've got it set up on a bookshelf. And so the wise men are, are hanging out near our Bibles. And over the next couple of weeks, as we're heading to Epiphany, I'm going to slowly move them inch by inch towards baby Jesus. Yay. But when I first set this up, and it's still killing me all these weeks later, <laughs> I have a uh, an incense, like a, an incense burner that has a dragon on it. <laughs> and, there, and I put it in front of the three wise men. So the three wise men can't get to baby Jesus yet because there's a dragon in the way. <laughs> All right, three wise men, I need you to roll for initiative. <laughs> Is this where they get the gold from? I don't even, oh my goodness, that's hilarious. I don't even think that the dragon's trying to stop them. Like, I don't think they're going to have to fight the dragon. I think the dragon's just like, no, wait for it. Wait for it. Okay, now you can go. So it's like like the- More like a doorman. Okay, yeah. yeah. I was going to think the troll and billy goats gruff, but the troll wanted to eat the billy goats. So probably not that. I think it's a nice dragon. It's it's a- Well, what are green dragons in in Pathfinder? Evil. Oh, okay. They're chromatic. Well, this one's got gold too, so- uh, Well, gold are good. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's a neutral dragon. It's a good dragon. It's a godly dragon. It's, I think it's it's a it's a, a bad dragon that has his nice days because he's mostly green. No, well, he's my dragon and he's a good dragon. He's probably getting paid well for this gig. <laughs> I think I think you're just you know if you if you ever have children you're just gonna have to tell them the story of how the three wise men came to Bethlehem on dragons. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Not camels. There was dragons. a gold, there was a gold dragon. There was a frankincense color dragon. <laughs> And then Mer- a mer dragon. Mer dragon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that like a fin? He has a fin instead of feet. Yeah. And oh all my three, goodness. All three dragons are given to baby Jesus. <laughs> yes. Who was immune to fire. Who was immune to fire, yes. <laughs> to fire. And uh, he, he took no ice damage or, or, or any, uh, any <laughs> no, kind of- No acid en- damage. No, ener- no. no energy. <laughs> and Wait, when, hold and, on. When, and when the second coming comes, there's going to be three dragons there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> this is a good story. <laughs> I was going to ask if it he was work. an Asimar. <laughs> oh man because he's definitely celestial blooded oh deep yeah oh man he's the original that's, that's too much for this podcast 
I'm I'm enjoying this, but I'm also a little afraid we'll be struck by lightning. So I'm kind we'll of <laughs> No, <laughs> I, I have evasion. I'm good. <laughs> Dodge. Gary, you do not have evasion. Uh-uh. What's actually, the opposite of evasion? I actually, while I injure myself a lot, I have really good reflexes when things are flying at me. Electricity well, uh, included? What or about when... Softballs when... are flying at your throat? That yeah. took a bad hop and hit me. Uh, yeah, I was actually... Right. Electricity, electricity, electricity. I've only been hit by lightning once. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was lightning adjacent. Yes. Oh, my goodness. See, I, I made the reflex save... Took half took damage. Took half damage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Jeez, Gary. Who was Which the... means you don't have evasion. <laughs> there was a... I've t- taken that feat That's since true. then. There's a golfer. I've leveled uh, up. Lee Trevino was hit multiple times by lightning, and he is so lightning shy that starts to cloud up when he's playing golf. It's like, he's he's back in the clubhouse. He's not letting it hit him. Later. Fifth time. Mm-hmm. I think it was four times. I can't even imagine what that must feel like. So if somebody who has had it happen gets nervous, it's like, that's probably not a good thing then. It's yeah. probably not pleasant. Yeah. No. Well, did he like, I wonder if he, you know, dug something up from an ancient burial ground. And was wearing it or something? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Not, not according to any of the news reports I've ever read. He had that mm-hmm. Pazuzu statue. Yeah. <laughs> yes, is, is that the one? What was the one in uh, uh, Brady Bunch? Oh, I know yeah, what you're talking about. Tiki where they, yeah, where they, go to ha- they go to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Tiki. So, yes, baby Jesus will get visited by three, three, holy, dragons. three, holy, three dragons. holy dragons. I'm sure there will be new carols written. Yes, <laughs> to, to, commemorate, to commemorate this. That'd be amazing. Dragon carols. Oh, and I've got dragon holy tales. night when the wise men flew on dragons. <laughs> this uh, can be a new gig. It could. <laughs> oh, man. That one could work, yes. We could do song parodies with yeah, this. Exactly. Carol parodies. Well, we got to do one with We Three Kings. Oh, that's what I should have taken as my drag name, Carol Parodies. <laughs> <laughs> so, I believe last we left our heroes, there was a big reveal. Ba-ba-ba! Yeah. Roger, uh, look into the eyes of somebody that he hasn't seen in quite a while. How is he feeling? Does he know, does he know or is he suspect? Well, let's, he that's, what, well, that's where rehash. we're going. Uh, well, let's rehash. So, but that's, that's a great question. Before I answer it, I have to know. Is it Roderick's turn in initiative yet? No, not yet. Okay, well, <laughs> we're going to wait and see. Uh, well, let's just remind everyone, what who did we see last time? We fought some werewolves, mm-hmm. and one of the werewolves was about to... Uh, it shoot, shot an arrow. Shot an arrow shot at an Roderick, arrow. and it was about to hit Roderick. Yeah, it was a natural 20, too. That was confirmed yes. critical. Well, and this is the second time we fought these guys, like, two nights in a row. They must have been following us. Mm-hmm. And then... Instead of getting shot by the arrow, another werewolf with the snatch arrow's feet yeah, came out of nowhere and just. <laughs> is that really a feet? It yes. is. My it's a monk feet. It's, it's a monk, monk feet. feet. So uh, my dad has monk it's a levels. monkey feet. <laughs> Your dad is a monkey. Oh my god, <laughs> he's got monkey feet. <laughs> I'm he's so confused. What kind of werewolf is that? <laughs> he's a were monkey. It's like he's. It's like the spell monkey fish. I guess. I, uh, I, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Oh my but god, there's a spell monkey fish? There is. <laughs> there is. You have so much to learn, mother. I have so much to learn. <laughs> so little time. But no, this werewolf came out of nowhere, snatched the arrow out of the air before hitting Roderick right between the eyes, said, enough. And then he and the other werewolves ran away. But before he ran away, Roderick, looking into this werewolf's eyes, saw the eyes of his father. So... 
he ran off. He's not standing there. He's like having a, a long-awaited reunion with his son. He just grabbed it and ran off. No, it was a, about a three-second reunion and then took off. So It did have to happen within a round. So. It did. So less than six seconds. <laughs> uh, is he going to talk about this with the group or is he going to keep it to himself? Why don't you wait and see what happens, Philip? We're building suspense, Philip. <laughs> Yeah, but I want to know what- Well, then be quiet and you will find out. <laughs> Eat your popcorn. This is an popcorn. audio podcast. I can't be quiet. Eat your popcorn. popcorn. <laughs> Literally my job to talk. Just put popcorn in your mouth. I will never eat on mic. That's so gross. <laughs> we will, however, drink on mic. Yeah. <laughs> That's not gross. <laughs> it did shut him up, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, keep doing that. Yeah, keep drinking. <laughs> Just quieter. <laughs> Pull his plug. That, that never quiets me down. <laughs> All right. So. So it's Roderick's turn now. How does he react? So he's standing there in silence for a few seconds. The werewolves are running away from he and his friends. He's in silence with his sword kind of limply off to the side. And he says, that that was my father. Vivian, holding in her spleen, says, Your father? Oh, Roderick, that's... Is that good? Is that bad? I, I don't really know. And then she's going to channel. <laughs> <laughs> Because Vivian is very low on health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Vivian got hit every single round. Almost, yeah. Jo- also was- wasn't wearing armor. <laughs> Frickin' pincushion. That's what happens when you're uh, sleeping. <laughs> I'm really glad I woke up. Vivian's really glad she bought that black negligee. <laughs> We're not gonna... This isn't the start of the day, right? We still have... No, you'll, you'll still have time yeah. to rest. Alright, so um, I'm just gonna blow all the channels, my channels, and get us all healed up. How many channels do you have? Uh, I haven't used any. Okay, so. so that's basically guaranteed to heal us all. Yeah, so... So Roderick is still standing there staring off in the direction that the werewolves ran away. Did you say that was your father? Yes, I I am certain. Do, should we go after them? I don't think that would be a wise decision. Well, not for you. You're really hurt. But wouldn't you want to know everything? I would. And I don't even know you that well. Roderick, I thought your father was dead. Up until this very moment, I did as well. Did you see his body when you went home for his funeral? You know, I did not. I was told that the body was too badly mangled. Mm. A likely story, I know, but I believed it. Well, of, of course you would. Well, you trusted the people that were telling you. I trusted my mother. I have a lesson. I, I have a letter I have to write to her. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till mother hears about this. There's going to be exclamation points. And you some, better believe it. And underlines. <laughs> and capitalization. Some frowny faces. Not only has he been alive this whole time, but apparently he also took monk levels. <laughs> <laughs> That's something that happens when you're transformed into a werewolf. Yes. yes yeah. <laughs> you instantly become a monk. <laughs> I do not believe that we can catch them, but I do want to find out what is going on here, but I need to write my mother and see what she knows first, because it could be far more dangerous. And I, I'm going to do more studies at the university when we get there. Do you think your mother knew? I'm certain she did. She wouldn't have it in her to, to kill him, even if he, he was turning. But she couldn't tell the truth either. Roderick, where is your hometown? Yes, he's, he's very far to the west of Seska. That would make sense if he was... He was afraid of being a threat to me or my mother or the rest of the town. Yeah, that that would make sense. He was afraid of being recognized, too. Yeah, he's only half answering you and half talking to himself as he's staring off in the distance. I think we should, uh... Go to bed. Yes. I, I agree. I need to think about this. 
You also need to reset your alarm stone. Yes, that that did go off. Uh, I will I will reset the alarm stone. Sheesh. Vivian goes and changes her nightgown. <laughs> Again. Is this one black also? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. This one's black with purple stitching. Ah. So I'm sure you guys continue. You're taking turns with the watch. Make sure you get through the night. Mm-hmm. And you hear furious scribbling in Roderick's tent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> lot, a lot of capital letters. A lot of exclamation Flash, points. A lot of exclamation points. You make it through the evening. No other events happen. No alarm stones go off. Get up in the morning, and the crooked kin have prepared breakfast. Ooh, what is it? Uh, there's some squirrel roasting. Um, These are people that really live off the land here. I used to love. Yes. Have you caught new rabbit today? Um, no. Um, we, we have have not. Um, they seem to have uh, slipped our grasp, but we have some nice squirrel. Might have been the werewolves. Could be. Could be. Roderick is focused on one thing right now. <laughs> so, uh, would, you, would you care for breakfast? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Thank you. Yes, thank some, you. Some nice herbal root tea. Yes, that that would be very good, yes. Which herb is it? That's what I was just thinking. <laughs> the it, good kind? It is... I almost said valerian root, but that makes you sleepy. That's how we start our day. Is <laughs> <laughs> with melatonin. <laughs> it's turkey tea. Earl. Itis. Earl puce. Mm-hmm. It's it's dandelion root. Dandelions oh. are marginally edible. Oh, wonderful. And Vivian will take a sip of it and then surreptitiously dump the rest of it because she doesn't like dandelion tea. Uh-huh. Roderick casts prestidigitation to change the flavor of his tea, and then he drinks it. <laughs> <laughs> what did you make it taste like? Well, Spain. <laughs> Isn't that poisonous? It just tastes like it. just tastes like it. It's not actually... That'd be so cool if you could be like, man, I really like steak, but I hate eating fish. But I could make this taste like steak, and then I can eat the fish. I don't like fish. This is what I'm thinking about. <laughs> and you want to magically make it taste like steak. I mean, yeah. if I was in a survival situation where I had to eat fish, if I could make it taste like steak, I'd be a lot happier. Yeah, gotcha. If I, if I could make almost everything taste like steak, I would be much happier. Yeah, that's that'd, what I'm be, saying. that'd be good. That, that'd be good. Mm-hmm. No, he makes it taste like a, uh, a ginger peach black tea. Oh, how fancy. Well, he did. He did study at university for three years. <laughs> That's how he was able to go to uh, three flavors rather than just one. Yeah, <laughs> not just black tea his, or his green tea. palate became sophisticated. No, no. When he first learned prestidigitation, he could only do one flavor. Black tea. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> Neapolitan long. It's based on the caster level. You can add one tea per <laughs> when, one, one flavor pe- per level. One, one flavor per level. That's funny. By the time he's level 20, it'll be like a Starbucks drink. Mm-hmm. Now, do, do these all like meld together, or is it layered? He likes it melded together, but he understands that some people like it to be layered, where you get you get a, a, a change over the course of drinking it. Mm-hmm. So, do they have teas like this? Is it like a black and tan tea? It, uh, it could be. Yeah. In Galarian, it could be possible. Okay. Oh, man. You're in a nerdy mood tonight. Yeah, like, we are. Like, this is a nerdy <laughs> podcast, but we're... It's the we're next being, level we're being extra nerdy. It's like, yeah, let's try not to be. Well, Gary drops we my character's father on me, and I don't know how to respond, so. I dropped him in front of you, not on you. It's, that's Fair true. Enough. Yeah. And he ran on. He didn't He didn't fall from the sky. Yeah, also, he true. saved your life, so there's that. Well, I mean, I was going to survive that shot, but. Is it critical? But it would have you... hurt really bad. It would have hurt really bad. I'd have survived it, but it would have hurt really bad. Would have killed Vivian, probably. Yeah, <laughs> it would have brought you down. Sorry. It was one of the reasons mm-hmm. we yeah, were glad you that you were being shot at instead of Vivian. Yeah, that was a crazy combat. Let's get into the next one. Or not. What's happening next? We eat our breakfast. So, 
You have your breakfast, have some nice squirrel meat, have some dandelion root tea or whatever flavor you end up making it. Artificially flavored tea? Yes, there you go. <laughs> um, Neapolitan tea. I like that. Boo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm always a fan of a good tea pun. Mm-hmm. Uh, the wolf boy starts barking in the background. <laughs> and persists throughout the entire episode. Yep. Yeah. So, listeners, if you hear barking in this episode, it is... Rolf. Just Rolf, the wolf boy. He's supposed to be there. Not an annoying neighbor's dog downstairs. Exactly. Could be that. <laughs> Not at all. Anyway. I mean, there's no downstairs. We're outside. And there's no facing anywhere. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Rolf had something to say about that, too. It's such a stupid joke, and it's so funny. <laughs> and it works every time. It makes you guys laugh every time. It's so easy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Anyway. <laughs> I'm assuming that you're going to summon your random horse that you steal from somebody else. Yes, sir. Waves his hand, says the magic words, literally, and summons a horse. What's it look like? I'm sure it's different than the one yesterday. Can it be a Palomino this time? Sure. It's at GM's discretion. Mm -hmm. But it does have, you know, saddle and bridle and all that stuff. It's ready to go. Ready to go. (laughs) We treat our borrowed horses very nicely here. Yeah. That's why they keep coming back. Yeah. <laughs> Return customers. It only cost me one spell slot. Oh my goodness. You have a five star rating on horse Uber. Jeez. <laughs> now is that me or the horse? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's both, right? <laughs> Trying to build a good rapport. <laughs> Get like the same three horses in rotation. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so silly. These horses came with saddles. They're going to be pissed when we put a harness on them. <laughs> <laughs> just, just give them a little earring. Like, this was summoned by Roderick on this day. <laughs> <laughs> little tag yep that's funny your ho- your horse is now far more important than it was yesterday oh jeez <laughs> thanks for the load <laughs> this horse is now heroic there would probably totally be some sort of policy like that in a magic world where it's like you, I'm gonna use this spell but like you gotta like give five gold back or something mm-hmm. not probably not that much but well and, and this is one of the tri- this is one of the traps people fall into playing this game a lot of the characters we play are magic but magic is still very rare in terms mm. of the population 95 99 percent of the people are not magical it's just many player characters happen to be magical so it seems common to us mm. but, most but they know they know a, they know about magic yeah, it even is, if they're not magical they know about they know mm-hmm. about it yeah it's right. it's like jedis in star wars it's like most people aren't Jedis, but they know that they exist. And the story is about them, but mm-hmm. there's still, most people are not. Hmm. Perception. Not that you need a roll. Oh. I'm just saying that it's. <laughs> it's like I was about to yeah, grab perception what? of the reality. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Perspective. I still yeah. think that they would have some sort of so- social norms on things like this, a yeah, spell like this. Yeah, but this is high society stuff. But you know what? No, especially because, like, a spell like this, you're stealing horses. Um, they hang people who do yeah, that. Yeah, that means a lot of people would be killed for witchcraft. Right, but if you actually... They're going to steal my horse! Right, but if you cast <laughs> magic, that means you're far more important than the people that you're stealing the horse well, from. Well, don't so, we think highly of ourselves. I bet they don't think that. I'm just saying how it is. And thus we have the Galarian witch trials. <laughs> <laughs> also, this is my... Pro- back to last week, this is my problem with second edition. Is they, it's like I feel second edition does not make you feel special. You're not special for having magic. They, they don't have they don't have uh, what is it NPC classes. They don't have commoner and warrior and aristocrat aristocrat and noble. expert and noble. Second edition doesn't. Nope. I mean they might. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think they do. Anyway, 
I don't read the rules. I don't think that takes away from my point. Is that as a player, I want to feel fucking special. Mm-hmm. We don't need something that makes that follows like a realistic thing. Well, it would be yeah. realistic. It's like I am here for the fantasy, damn it! Yes. <laughs> we are stealing. Real. We are stealing someone's horse for eight hours a day yes. and getting away with it. That doesn't make you feel special enough. Now, my question is. What happens to the rider if there is already a rider on this horse when he you summon it? He falls, falls down. Falls to the ground yeah. and breaks his tailbone? Yep. I'm assuming that it's in the context of the spell that you are stealing a horse that is not currently being used for anything. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe like they turn around and suddenly the horse is gone. Also, So they're stranded. Mm-hmm. Maybe what happens is the horse like sinks into the ground and then rises up wherever we are. Like that's how it visually happens. So he doesn't hurt himself. He like gently lands on his butt. I sort of imagine it like um, that scene in Monty Python: The Quest for Holy Grail when Lancelot is running up to the castle, and the guards just look, and then it cuts back to Lancelot, and he's back where he started, and, <laughs> yeah. up again, and the guards just look again, and then it cuts back to him running up again. It was so stupid, but so funny. No, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure the magical glyphs and magical words in the spell say find me the most underutilized horse in the land and bring that one to me mm-hmm. <laughs> wouldn't that mean it would be a bad horse no just underutilized bad horse bad, bad horse, horse. <laughs> I think we got a really strong impression though of how special Roderick thinks he is mm-hmm. yeah he worked really hard at this <laughs> so he works and create, makes his special horse reserved just for him mm-hmm. I'm just a realist y'all and then what happens we hook it up, hook it up. on the road again. Wolf right. boy Rolf is very annoyed about all of it. Yep. <laughs> so, as far as order, are we wanting to lead the caravan or follow it? Or intermingle. Uh, because Renly would want to intermingle so that he could talk and ask all the questions to every single member of this party. I think it would be good to have someone scouting ahead. Yes, I think I should be leading the party since I'm the tracker. You're so. also the least social. <laughs> and I'm very rattled after last night. Mm-hmm. So, is is she visibly rattled? No. Did it give her like a little bit of false hope? Like his dead father came back. Maybe her family. You no, know, because she buried family. her family. I she buried took it my all. family. Yeah. She but took that, off their that's heads. That's why. That's oh, well. Yeah. There yeah. You Un- go. Unlike yeah. Roderick, she made sure they were dead. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Knowing that, knowing that they'd been attacked by a vampire. As a grave warden, she'd know that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm very disturbed by the whole idea of family members coming back. Gotcha. From the dead. Yes. Mm-hmm. Disturbs me. See, werewolves are a troubling class for Zenobia because they're not undead. They're transformed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They never actually died. They just changed. Yep. So she has eth- ethical cursed. issues that she's working through her own. <laughs> got, I like it. I think that's good. She's got to sit and think of her. Track and think about Track it. Track and think about it, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's pulling a Roderick right now and working really hard at something so she doesn't have to deal with the emotions. I definitely think it was a shake it was a shaky night for everyone. Vivian is feeling very <laughs> It was a shaky night physically punctured. for Vivian because yes. she almost died. Yes, it was a shaky night Vivi- physically for Vivian. She is uh I feel that she she probably she got sleep, but it wasn't good sleep. Yeah, I was plagued with nightmares. She's she hasn't slept well in the whole time she's been in this freaking country. <laughs> she dream of being a pen cushion. Ugh. A pan cushion? Pen cushion. Oh. That makes more sense. <laughs> Have you ever fired <laughs> so a crossbow bolt and a pen cushion? A pan cushion. A pan cushion? A pan, a pan cushion. cushion. Yeah, I I think just she's probably really focused on like the teeth and and that was a really scary fight. Like they were really close. She didn't she was she couldn't hide. There was 
like, wolves surrounding her on all sides, and they're these weird humanoid, like half shifted, half not. Mm-hmm. And it's just just all kept picking on you. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of blood. And I mean, you're all lucky that none of you actually end up getting bit, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because in that hybrid form is when they can pass on their curse. And that's the thing is, I don't think Vivian even knows about that. Like, she doesn't even know enough about werewolves to know what kind of danger she was in on that level. That's probably going to hit her later mm-hmm. and be like, "Oh man." Roderick only knows from personal experience, like, because of his family. Mm-hmm. Right. She's just, I think, basically the whole time Vivian's been here, she's she's just horrified by all the bloodshed that she's seen over and over again. Especially when you consider when we were in Ustalov, we're in Ustalov, when we were in the uh, prison, killing a lot of undead things. So it's just a lot of, a lot of dust, mm-hmm. ew, a lot of gross, but not juicy. Not juicy. Well, yeah. But on the other side of it, I think there might be at least some comfort in the back of Roderick, Vivian, and Zenobia's head that we're still fighting really well together as a team. Like, we're still a good, cohesive combat unit. I don't know what Renly's take is on it, having only fought with us a couple times, but, like, all the instincts that we built together through Harrowstone, we're we're still flowing like a unit. I think for Vivian, it's... She's probably taking that for granted. I think she's, she's used to people wanting to work together. And for Roderick, it's it's the opposite because he's really impressed that Zenobia is a, 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 an incredibly competent fighter, far more competent than most of the people he's done. He's used to dealing with country bumpkins, but um, <laughs> Zenobia is a, definitely a cut above the normal warriors he deals with. And he's genuinely impressed by Vivian and how she's so effective in combat without realizing how effective she is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and I think that's the thing is she's still. With as much as she's seen, she's still very naive, and uh, she 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 doesn't know how to process the emotions. I think that's I think that's the the thing that's happening with Vivian throughout all this. She has she has no idea how to even interpret what's happening around her. Well, and she's she spends a lot of her time healing and buffing and doing those sorts of things. She hasn't done too much direct damage overall, mm-hmm. but it's still been vital for the success of the party. Well, and I think that's part of it too is that she's not focused. I, I don't think she focuses on herself a lot with it. She's she focuses on how she looks, but that's part of it. Is it's it's, it's appearances, right? She's she's wanting to do good in the world. Um, I'm not making any sense. She she's worried about other people first, and I think part of that is because she wants to help people. But I don't think she's realized yet that it's also probably a defense mechanism where she doesn't actually have to sit down and think about all the horrors that she's experienced so far. So she's feeling them. She's feeling the, them, but she's not analyzing them. What's Renly think about fighting with this group? He hasn't formed any opinions. He never forms an opinion. He takes all the facts that he has learned and just, that's life. Holds them in isolation? Yes. Doesn't doesn't build a unifying theory out of them. Just holds Correct. independent. He, he doesn't let emotion cloud his judgments. So how does he make decisions? He finds the best way with the facts that he has. Well, that's building a unifying theory, Philip. Well, I mean... <laughs> Sorry, I'll, I'll shut up now. He, Welcome he, to Nerd Central. He's very much with the mantra, feelings aren't facts. So if... if Just like uh, like like Thurskill did when he was going to chop off your hand. Um, that's the same mentality. That's how they were raised. Is, is These things are happening... And these is this is how we prevent it. Mm-hmm. These is how we prevent it. These these yes. These is how we prevent it. Yeah, Roderick's very much on board with the facts. Don't care about your feelings, but he's also very arrogant and like he assumes that his interpretation of the facts are correct. 
Mm-hmm. When often they're not, but he he thinks they are. Right, right, and that's where Renly is. Renly is not doesn't have that hubris. He's he's like he can be wrong because he's been wrong before, so he can be wrong again. How old is Renly? Renly is in his early twenties, like twenty two, twenty three. So he's about the same age as Roderick. Yes. Well, wasn't it the same age as Thurskill, though? Thurskill was, like, 27, 26. Oh, uh, so Thurskill was older. Yes. But somehow his younger brother is the wiser one. Yes. It's typically true. The babies are the best. Agreed. <laughs> well, at least the secondborns. <laughs> Those older kids, though. I don't know. We kind of turn out the best. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about whenever Richard and I have kids, how, like, I think there's absolutely going to be dividing lines between, like, the older kid and the the baby. Like... Oh, there is. I mean, if you've had no, siblings. But, no, what I mean is, like, Richard's the oldest in his family, and I'm the baby in mine. Ah. So. so you're saying the firstborn is going to be my progeny. <laughs> and no. the bit will be mine. No, I think it's going to be opposite. Yeah? Yeah? Yeah. I'd be interested to see how that theory plays out. Well, I think what we're learning is we have to have at least two kids. All right. Five. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so. In a row. Are we in? Yeah, well, I mean, they would all at be one row. time in a row. They wouldn't Three. be out of sequence. Yes, Philip. yes. <laughs> I'm gonna have the first kid, second. <laughs> <laughs> Two, one, four, three, five. <laughs> so, are we in Lippershtad yet? <laughs> Sounds like I an mean, area code. I think we walked past Lippershtad <laughs> in this <laughs> in this conversation chatting. we were having. You make it all the way up to the world boon. Ah, too far. I mean, turn around, come back. Yeah, actually, do we? We were doing that before. Do we need a try? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, go ahead and roll a survival check. Roger, go roll to aid. Guidance. Are you going to... Who, who, are oh, you we're go- rolling it for Zenobia, right? We're aiding Zenobia. Yeah. 13, so I aid. And Roderick, are you going to take up the rear and make sure nobody follows us? He's a little distracted right now, but he'll do whatever you tell him. Roderick, take up the rear. Make sure nobody follows us. Yeah, Roderick, take up the rear. There's uh, werewolves, yes. Vivian was going to be in the back as well, but before she heads back there, she... No, Roderick's definitely behind Vivian. She aids um, in guiding... She, she, she aids the roll, so that's a plus two, and then guidance, plus one. Uh, Renly does not aid. Is there a fumble for aid? No. no you cannot okay. You cannot fumble you can, skill checks. You can't make it worse. <laughs> you cannot critically what, fail what skill checks. We, what were we rolling for? Survival. Survival. So you're sitting on a plus five. Yeah, you're sitting on a plus five in addition to whatever you rolled. Uh, 19. 19 total. All right. So you make your way north through the woods. Rolf is still going on. Rolf is still barking. He sees some squirrels go by. He wants to chase them. You know, it makes sense with the werewolves showing up in camp. That probably got him all riled up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Plus, there were sticks. <laughs> Wait, your dad wasn't actually trying to save your life. He was just chasing a stick. <laughs> <laughs> He caught it. He caught it. <laughs> so yeah. I could now defeat my own father with a begging strip. <laughs> <laughs> Go fetch. <sighs> He'll never live it down. <laughs> yeah, you proceed toward Lepishthad. Give me one more survival check. Guidance and aid. Rolling aid. to aid again. I do not aid. I do not aid. I aid. So what does that mean? What do we add? Plus three. Thirteen. You found the lesser uh, Maltre River, and you're following it that way up. Roderick especially would know at this point that the the river runs right through town, so you can follow the river north and yes, I know easily this, make your way there. I know this the river. It goes straight through Lepestad, so if we just follow the river, we'll be good. Mm-hmm. So I'd say at this point, it's probably late afternoon on the, the 25th of Verast as you make your way into the town of Lepestad. Yay, we made it! 
which you can tell once you you get there is a much larger city than Ravengrove was. Told you. <laughs> I mean, Comes it, out of his reverie to. Anytime he gets to say "I told you so," yeah, that, that'll snap him out of it. He's gonna, t- <laughs> gonna take that opportunity every time. Every time he'll take that attack of opportunity. <laughs> so you make your way through the town, and when you get to Lepestad, you notice that it's almost like this, almost like a major carnival or festival is going on when you arrive. People are, you know, there's have drinks everywhere. There's, uh, there's games and. It, it just looks it looks it's, like a big carnival going on. It's, it's for Rost Fest, right? Basically. Yeah. <laughs> Roderick. It's, it's Ro- like the Mardi Gras. Of- yeah. Uh, I was thinking like Oktoberfest. Mm-hmm. Roderick says, this is substantially more activity than I remember. This is because of the beast, right? The yes, trial? The the Crooked Kin did, did mention. He's right there. Why are you talking like he's not there, well, Roderick? Be- because he's not. I'm talking to you. They're They're back there. But they're they're up ahead of us. Oh. Also, if you show your boobs, do you get beads? Maybe. Okay. You can try it. And see it is a college town. <laughs> that, yeah, that it is. Renly, show your boobs. See if you get any beads. <laughs> Renly touches his head <laughs> and turns into Carrie and shows <laughs> Carrie's boobs. <laughs> and a flagon of ale gets thrown at you. Uh, <laughs> Someone so threw the a beer bottle at me. Yeah. <laughs> so the answer is no. <laughs> a projectile velocity. <laughs> Gives you a nice goose goose egg. (laughs) This reminds me of one of uh, the other games Gary has ran us through, where he came up with a bunch of carnival games for us to play. And I remember there was like lizard racing. So fun! That was really fun. The lizard racing. (laughs) We should pause. Y'all cheated that real quick. Y'all cheated with the whole being able to talk to lizards. Yeah. (laughs) One of us had built a character that could talk to animals. Draconic. Draconic. Talk to lizards. Talk to lizards. Yeah. Uh, druids. <laughs> uh, there's just no there's just no limiting them, you know. Yeah. Carnival games are hard to cheat at when you're all magic users. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd say they're easy to cheat you at. Could, you could even make the rings uh, go on the bottles and everything, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, with Mage Hand. With Mage Hand. Yeah. <laughs> We've been there on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we have. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, those games are fun and if y'all had time to play those while you were here in town, I would set some more up. But um, unfortunately, unfortunately, we don't. You don't have time for all of that. We got uh, business. Yep. But for those curious, those uh, games were for the Swallowtail Festival, at the beginning of Rise of the Rune Lords. As you make your way around through the uh, center of town, going by the courthouse, going this way because now Roderick knows exactly where he's going, heading toward the university. You see this large wooden effigy in the the center circle of town. And Roderick would know this as the famous Punishing Man. Ooh. The locals bring fuel and different types of wood and things like that to throw onto this effigy. And it's basically when someone is convicted and sentenced to death, they are put in the center of this effigy and burned alive. Oh, wow. I was going to make a Burning Man joke, but that's, that's not a joke. It's, it's, <laughs> exactly a, it's a wicker man. It's a wicker man. Uh, it's yeah. Wick, yeah. Does Roderick explain this? Beans. Yeah, he does. It's uh, it's an important social catharsis. Look up mimetic theory. <laughs> you, say, you say that to Vivian? Yeah, he says that to Vivian. How about you just explain it to me, Roderick? Perhaps later. <laughs> we have a library to visit. <laughs> but you explain that they're going to stick someone inside this this effigy? After, after he sees a fair trial and conviction? Yeah, when somebody's convicted, yes. Oh, I don't know, Roderick. That still seems very barbaric. It is, but the masses must be quelled somehow. 
Hmm. You're not there. You're at the front of the caravan. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are we still in the caravan? Or no, is I think the we've carnival? broken up, right? Uh, the carnival could have broken off by this point. And carnival went to go be, be part of the carnival? Be part of the carnival, yeah. We said our goodbyes. This is a perfect place for him. Mm-hmm. It was nice traveling with you. And if you listen really closely, Rolf isn't talking anymore. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Don't <Indeed>. jinx it. <laughs> if you hear the barking again, he's just coming to say hi. <laughs> Are you sure this isn't a religious thing, Roderick? Not as far as I'm aware. You would piece it together pretty easily that this effigy is meant for the Beast of Leperstad. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're planning to... Give him a fair trial, convict him, and then kill him. The, yeah. They haven't, you know... No trial has been set or anything yet, but they're already preparing the... Uh, yeah, that speaks well for the, uh, already preparing the fairness of the trial. Yeah. Yes. What trial by public opinion? Are we hearing any? Are we hearing anything about the beast as we're going through town? Uh, are you asking the townsfolk as you see them? I don't want to say she's necessarily asking. She's she wants to kind she's of just be listening. listening. Just listening. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so for that, since you're not actually talking to people, you're just kind of listening to hearing what they say. Give me a perception check. See what you hear. Okay. Not a lot. It's, me neither. There's too much... Uh, Blather and chatter. Yeah, there's too much to really pull it out, cause, so she rolled a 10. Entirely out of character, Roger rolled a 27. <laughs> 15. So most of you just hear occasional shouts of, like, Kill the beast! Burn the beast! Some of them are singing the uh, song from Beauty and the Beast. Exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a whole rendition. I see a wardrobe walking around. Yep. Okay. You see a girl in a yellow dress run by. <laughs> With a mirror. Yep. Okay, good. I'm glad we're clear on this imagery. Yep, exactly. Uh, saying something about it being a provincial town and a provincial life. And <laughs> saying provincial a lot, because <laughs> that happens a lot in that song. And there's three hot triplets all wearing different colored dresses. Yep. But it's the same dress. Yeah, same dress, different colors. Yeah. I mean, that's what Roderick was looking at as he rolled his 27. Honestly, I wish they were a bigger part of the movie. I really like them. <laughs> yes. Okay, so... <laughs> you see a strong man run up in a red red top. Yep. And this little short guy standing beside him. <laughs> so, Vivian doesn't hear anything, uh, but she's starting to hum some songs in her head mm-hmm. <laughs> that uh, are copyright, right. so... <laughs> she thinks so she needs to want... be the main character in a different story. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> see my chest, see my chest. Let's see my vest, see my vest. See my vest. All right, we'll stop interrupting Gary. Uh, but, Roderick, you said you had a 27? Yes, sir. Uh, so, as you kind of pass by, you you hear another person that doesn't seem to be as, as angry as everybody else is. Uh, she's saying things like, but, but he can't be all bad. It, he, he saved my life. I, I was being attacked, and he, he, he rescued me. It is Beauty and the Beast! Oh. And she's falling for him. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Stockholm Syndrome at its best. Ah. <laughs> I heard an argument that's not what that movie is about. I know. Uh, Roderick is kind of zeroing in on the whole beast thing because of the recent encounter with his own father. Um, so he's actually kind of got an ear out for it. And he says, I heard the woman saying something about this beast saved her life and he can't be all bad. What woman? A beast. The, the trial, the, the effigy, yes. The, were you not paying attention? <laughs> no, I was playing this game. I almost oh, got it. Oh, the lizard one? No, it's the fish one where you try and throw the ping pong ball. You can never actually win that, you know. I actually did win that. I have won that one, too. <laughs> Lasted a whole day. 
The poor, poor fish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they have short-lived lifespans anyway, so you're fine. <laughs> so, what woman? I, I don't know. I heard it in just the abstract. <laughs> <laughs> the what? ether. Somebody in the ether just said. <laughs> Is that true, Gary? Did he not see the woman <laughs> saying this? <laughs> That is All right, so, Gary, describe to me the woman who said that. That is such a Richard in real life thing. It's like, I don't know. I didn't see her ass, so I don't know what she looked like. Someone said something, and I focused in on the important part. What she said. Could, that I couldn't see her butt. Not I mean, who it was. Right. That would have been important if I saw it, but I didn't, so. I couldn't connect the two. So we'll, we'll kind of find a nice happy medium here and say, you didn't see exactly who said it but you know where they were when you heard it so it's not just from the abstract ether somewhere (laughs) you know they were on that corner over there to be fair Roderick still isn't fully with it he's a little distracted so (laughs) when he says in the abstract he means it was somebody in the crowd she's such a nerd Zenobia walks back to the where Roderick's pointing to Mm -hmm. as does Vivian and we're looking around to try and find this voice in the wilderness Interrogator. I'm just a schlump with a sword. I'm about ready to whack you with it. <laughs> the, this had it with all of you. This area near the center of town is so flooded with people, it's hard to really find find her again. Okay. Um, you, just, you just hear the, the normal throngs of the crowd. By the way, audience, that means this isn't. We're not at that point in the adventure yet. <laughs> Gary just did what we call foreshadowing. Ah. Uh, well, we can't find her, so I guess we should continue on to the university. I want to know, for my own personal viv- uh, Zenobia... Vivisection. I want to know, for my own edification, what's going on. So I find a likely-looking townsperson say, What's going on? Who is this beast, and what did he do? Oh, the, the beast of Lepistad is... Uh... Known for causing all the troubles in this area. Ah, which were? Well, people dying, homes destroyed, uh, livestock being slaughtered. And you've captured... Slaughtered? Slaughtered. (laughs) (laughs) And you've captured this slaughterer? We have captured him, finally. How did that happen? He broke into the library at the university. God, fucking Beauty and the Beast, I'm so excited! (laughs) Why do I think that... This guy's going to be really involved with us. So, so he broke into the library. What was he doing in the library? Uh, your guess is as good as mine. I didn't think a beast like him could read. I didn't either. I wouldn't have thought that a bit. But the authorities just found him in the library. Was he eating books? I, I, I can only imagine what he was doing. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Good deflection. Appreci- appreciate the information. Roderick pops up behind the group and says, See? Blaming one person for all of the troubles. Classic scapegoat. Well, if we want to learn more about this beast, I guess we need to go to the library, and that's where we're going anyway, so it all seems serendipitous. Mm, I'm starting to wonder if the beast is actually the source of all of these issues. Almost certainly not. I mean, he's getting a fair trial. And then he'll be executed. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> I hate cities. I think we might need to I'm discuss... I'm a small town girl. I think we might need to... You didn't like the small town we were in either, Zenobia. <laughs> you know what? I've decided I just don't like people. <laughs> <laughs> we knew that. Renly, I think we're going to have to talk about our definitions of what fair means later on. Yeah. Fair? Like this carnival? No. 
No, fair like equitable. my hair. Equi- like equitable. No, fair like my hair. Oh, it is very pretty. Thank you. Okay, so we continue on to the library. All right. Pondering the beast. Uh, bef- before you get to the library, though, um, while you're making your way through the, the town square on your way there, a young gentleman approaches you. I- excuse me. You are the new travelers heading toward the library, correct? Uh, I believe that you are um, uh, Roderick Iliescu, is that correct? Yes, that is. Ah, perfect. Uh, Judge Imbrith Deramid uh, sent me to fetch you. She wishes to see you at her residence. Uh, you can find the address here. And he hands you a, a, a small slip of paper with an address. Excellent. This is exactly who we were looking for. How did, how did she know we were in town? She knew we were coming, didn't we she? We kind of make a spectacle. Well, she knew we were coming, right? Like that was the whole. The university would have been informed with. Oh, that we were on our w- that we were yeah. on our way. Okay, mm-hmm. I accept that. Plus, Roderick stands like a head above everyone else, and Vivian almost. So, uh, well, this saves us the trouble of tracking her down. I didn't know she was a judge. Oh, I, yes, <laughs> um, she's one of our three magistrates here. So I imagine she might be involved in the trial of the beast then. Mm. Uh, mm. Yes, she will be overseeing the trial. She'll be one of the, the triad. Mm. That's a good word. I knew it, but I'm just reminded I like that word. Sorry. I'm certain that is an, a purely inconsequential coincidence. <laughs> and not an important piece of information at all. No, nope, we'll have no bearing on our adventure. Thank you. Enjoy your stay in Lepistad. <laughs> have a good day. So, uh, Judge Deramid's house is not too far from where you already are. Um, you're kind of in the, the center of town near the courthouse where you saw the effigy and where you've been talking mm-hmm. to people. Uh, so, really, it's only like a few blocks away. Not even 10 minutes to get there. <laughs> nope, probably not. Don't even have to call an Uber. <laughs> As we're walking towards it, Roderick sort of elbows Vivian and says, Are you feeling a little bit more at home now? Yes, actually, now that you mention it, I am more familiar with urban life than rough traveling on the road. I thought that might be the case. But, you know, I won't really feel... I don't think I'll really feel better until I've had another chance to shower. Well, I assure you they have them there. They have them here. Oh, wonderful. (laughs) You make your way down there and you find a very elegant-looking townhome, almost like this filigree lining the door. Very pretty. Knock on the door. Judge Deremuth opens the door and you see an older woman in her 60s, gray hair slicked back and into a bun, these stern, like, ice blue eyes looking at you. Very much looks like a no-nonsense kind of woman. Very much like a judge. Yeah. Very much like a Zenobia. Uh, uh, I was just thinking, it's like, Mom! (laughs) (laughs) Mother! I'm thinking, like, uh kind of looks like Ruth Bader Ginsburg kind of thing. That's exactly what I was thinking. (laughs) Does she have the glasses? Yes. (laughs) Um, Except tall. Yes. She invites you inside, and when you do go in the home, there's like this beautiful artwork everywhere around. It almost looks like an art museum with how much nice art is is here in this place. Vivian is thrilled to be in here, and she's immediately like running up and looking at the pieces and walks up to one. She's like, oh, oh my goodness. Is this an actual Leppenstein still life? Why, yes. Yes, it is. Oh, oh, that's amazing. Oh, oh, and over there, a Renray. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And she's she's looking at Roderick and, and Zenobia, and she's just like, these works are amazing. And she's you've never seen her so excited before in all her life. Like, she's just quivering, like, just shaking. She's so excited to be around so many beautiful pieces of art. Roderick says, I kind of like the waterfalls. 
yes, yes, no, the waterfall. See, these are made with this brush stroke here. And she's immediately starts just like rambling about art. Renly, can you, can you help me uh, get the chest out of the cart? Absolutely. So, Your Honor, before I go, you have a very nice home. Why, thank you. How much do judges make? Um. <laughs> I love this character. <laughs> that, um. So. Well. <laughs> because we're in the middle of the city, so rent must be high. So that means that civil servants are paid well here? Uh, <laughs> yes, but um, I'm not just a ma- I- I'm a magistrate here, but I'm also a uh, justice um, over in, I uh, forgot the town's name. Um, <laughs> you don't even know the name of the town that you're justice in? Sorry. Uh, so I, I am a magistrate here in Lepishtad, but I am also a justice over in Vyland. Oh, Vyland. I've never been to Vyland. Uh, you probably passed right by it on your way here. I just remember wolves in a forest. Then yes, you're in a violent. Okay. <laughs> well, I can't say that it was nice because we were attacked, but I'm going to go help my friend. Okay, sounds good. Yes, we have your books. Books. Oh, oh, yes, um, the professors. So that is books. not why you called us. No, it it, it is. Uh, it just the plural <laughs> books through me. The majority of the books that you are returning uh, do belong to the library here at the university, but uh, there was uh, one uh, specific book that was mine that I let him borrow. Which one? Let me hazard a guess. It's the one with the lock on it. Um, yes. Thank you. Oh, so do you have the key to it? Uh, Yes. Oh, can we finally read it? Vivian snaps out of telling Zenobia about all the artwork and the paintbrush styles, and she says, um, maybe we should have this conversation inside with the books with the door closed? We are inside with the books with the door closed. Nuh-uh, you were getting the book. You never went and got them yet. Yeah, it's true. We were about the door to is not them. closed. The door is yeah, not closed. they're still outside with the you, horse. You were inside, though, but you hadn't gone back out to get the yeah. books. Yeah. We haven't stepped out to get them yet. Yeah. You just had all this plot revelation with the door wide open. Hey, you want that secret book? <laughs> well, I mean, everybody out there is reveling and they're about to kill a beast and all that other stuff. They're not really paying attention. Zenobia like is standing in front of a canvas that has nothing painted on it except a dot. Wall size, 9 by 12. Pretty big. There's just an orange dot in the lower right corner. She's shaking her head. Not a fan of modern art, Zenobia? Hate it. <laughs> That's not my favorite either, but but whenever something's created with the purpose of adding beauty to the world, we can't deny it. I think this was created trying to rip money out of people's pockets. Judge Deramid joins the two of you staring at this art piece, looking at it, and says, If you want my opinion, this thing is crap. <laughs> Why is it hanging in your house, Judge? It was a gift. And as- oh, from a mother-in-law? No, from Professor Lorimore. <laughs> So your father-in-law. <laughs> Strange taste. Strange so as this taste. conversation is going on, you hear, all right, all right, watch the left, watch the left. As this Pivot. Pivot. Right, you're, you're too low. I'm going to hit the, I'm going to, there, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> They're moving this huge chest into the room. Why did, why was that so funny? <laughs> friends joke. <laughs> oh, Richard was just making a moving joke. I was just making a joke. He would never make joke. a friend joke. I, I was making a friend joke. I've only ever... I never watched the show, but the times I've seen it, it's like I've been traveling, and I travel to England for some reason. They always show the same episode when I arrive, and it's the one where they rent a car and drive in the country. It's like, like, why do I have to travel thousands of miles only to watch the same Friends episode? I don't understand. (laughs) I don't get it. 
How do they know I'm coming? Pick, be- <laughs> pick better episodes. So we make really? we make a huge display of plopping the chest in the middle of the living room. Kadunk. Boom. Artwork rattles on the walls. <laughs> He's here, just kind of like. Bleh. So I would assume that you would open the chest and reveal the books, and Judge Deramid will go through the books, and then she finds she'll find the book that belongs to her and. Uh, thank you for returning this book. I had hoped that the professor would return it himself, but obviously that has not happened. The other books uh, must be returned to the library. You will be looking for a Dr. Montany Crowell, and um, once the books are returned to him, then I will have your payment for you. And I have a suspicion that the late fees on this library will consume the entire inheritance. <laughs> <laughs> Well, luckily for you, um, I can waive said plate fees. Oh, that's wonderful. It's good having a friend in the know. Too true, too true. Justice Deramid, did the professor have a key for this book? He did. Um, yes, he had a key. We did not find it. That would uh, make sense with the way I've heard from his daughter how he died. If he felt threatened or in danger in any way, he would have destroyed his key. If the professor destroyed the key to this book, what makes this book more important than the others? I am not at liberty to discuss what is within this book. Why? Um, we know the title of the book, right? Didn't there, we? there was like a title on there it. There was a uh, title on it, I believe. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Manual to the Order of, of the... the es- Manual to the Esoteric Order of the Palatine Eye. This order, who are they? It is a society of scholars and politicians and aristocrats, and that is all I can say. Elites. New World Order. I will say this, um, just from the brief meeting I have had with you, if you are deemed worthy enough, perhaps the Order will be contacting you soon. I'm a prince. Does that count? No. We defeated an entire prison full of ghosts and undead creatures. Does that count? Uh, it looks good on your report card, we'll put it that way. <laughs> but my father is a werewolf. That That's a ding in the wrong direction. Sorry. <laughs> um, no lichens allowed. Um, sorry. No, just kidding. Sorry, I'm trying to work through this. It's very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a bit fixated. Is, is, there, is, there a psychologist, is there a psychologist Been in town there. that he can talk to? <laughs> I'm sure there's one somewhere. That's Sorry, funny, y'all, have, y'all have lost Roderick for a little while. That's yeah. funny, Mom Zenobia's just like, Been there. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one, Mom. <laughs> hmm. yeah, she puts the book away back on a, um, a bookshelf. And the interesting thing that you notice is you see the book, it goes onto the bookshelf, and then when she moves her hand away, the book is gone from the bookshelf. It's almost as if it's... Invisible. Mm. Invisible. Wow. Yeah, detect magic. It, there's some sort of cloaking-type spell cool. on it to, to make it invisible. But she wouldn't have done that in front of us if she didn't trust us. Correct. So there you go. Can you do this in your whole house? <laughs> make instead your whole of house ha- Instead of having to clean? Uh, unfortunately, I, I don't possess magic myself. Um, uh, this is... This area was prepared for me by local uh, arcanists. Zenobia's just thinking of her housekeeping duties. Like, Boy, I really wish I could have done that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I gotta talk. To, I gotta learn more magic users. Mm-hmm. Learn the names of more magic users. In the meantime, Roderick is sitting on a couch using prestidigitation to conjure images of wolves and wolfmen and men and like switching back and forth. And Vivian's sitting in a chair next to him with a notepad and asking how that makes you feel. <laughs> <laughs> she's got a she's psychiatrist. Got a little, five cents. Got a little sign <laughs> out. Yeah, she's put a little. She's put a little beard Open. on her face. I, I, I'm sure there's a nice chaise lounge that you can just lay across. Exactly, Roderick. Why do you hate your mother? <laughs> you don't listen when I talk, do you? Oh no! <laughs> I just said I feel more alive. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Anyway, um. <laughs> so we have a quick therapy. Vivian and Roderick have a quick therapy have a quick session. Therapy session. I think we've made a lot of progress. Mm-hmm. And nothing Cutting was our funding. <laughs> uh, and since you are using her home, that will take up uh, you know a hundred platinum pieces for the oh, session. No. No, just kidding. <laughs> I'll cut you a deal. We'll make that one really ugly painting disappear <laughs> if you let us use the house. <laughs> no, somebody just puts stole it on the it. shelf. Right. <laughs> it's like I lost all my guns in a boating accident. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, but we had a limited fire. <laughs> a limited fire. It only wanted this. <laughs> <sighs> we had a spark. I um, got that spell. Mm-hmm. So you you chat uh, a little bit while you're there. Um, but Judge Deramid gets more serious for a moment after she's she's talked to you for a bit. There is one other thing I would like to ask of you. As you know, I, well, you should probably know, I am to be presiding over the trial of the Beast of Lepishtad. I I worry that he won't receive a fair trial, and that does not sit right with me. Yes, it seems that that is the course, seeing as they already have his place of dying ready. Yes. It's really classy. I, I know that is the way here in, in Lepishtad. Uh, it's... Almost barbaric. Um, oh, just full-on barbaric, honestly. I was going to say, there's nothing it's, almost about it. I do believe that the the people of Leperstad have just created a scapegoat for all of the problems here in Leperstad. Uh-huh. And while I, I do believe that a creature such as this could cause issues, there's also so many stories of him rescuing people and being helpful and stories such as uh, locals in a canoe in the river capsizing and the beast saved all of them. We didn't lose a single one of them that day. But then he is also blamed at the same time for a murder that occurred outside the city. So it, it is unclear uh, whether the beast is good or evil. I read the book. He did both. <laughs> what? Why is he? Why is he called the beast? I don't understand. Is he, he a? Is he a man? Is he an animal? Is yes. he a shapeshifter? He, he is, is a golem. So he was created. Golems do not ha- usually have much intelligence. How is he being held to account for actions as though he could make decisions? Why am I referring to him as he? He's a golem. Does he have That's called emotion, Roderick. It's called empathy. I really want you to harness that. This is after the <laughs> therapy session. Mm-hmm. More, most importantly, I would like you to, to help in his trial and look into whether he's good or evil. Too bad we don't have an inquisitor. Oh, that'd be so cool. Detect alignments. Get right. it done like that. <laughs> That really sped this book along. <laughs> right. Detect alignment. Lawful evil. Okay. Proceed with trial. 
There's I, not an inquisitor, and there's not an inquisitor in the entire town of Lepishtad. Nope. But Zenobia is confused too. She says, "Are they made out of clay?" He is a flesh golem, so he's made of yeah. flesh. So it make no sense to burn a clay man. <laughs> I need a group of people such as yourselves that do not have the same local biases as the people of Lepishtad. Uh, I need you to uncover the, the real truth about the beast's crimes, or, or alleged crimes. The beast was appointed a legal counsel, barrister Gustav Koppel. He's so hopelessly over his head, and he, he needs help. Um, ideally, he, he needs help with someone gathering evidence about these alleged crimes and people to uh, stand up in court and uh, answer questions from the prosecution. Uh, speakers like this uh, must be very brave to stand up against the, the public bias here that we have against the beast. I just want to make sure that, that justice, true justice, is done. If the beast is indeed guilty, then I can rest easier knowing that we removed such a horrible beast from, from this town and he was given a fair trial. But if he is innocent, I don't want to destroy an innocent creature. So she's lawful aligned? Yes. I mean, she's a judge, obviously. <laughs> Duh. So we're doing, like, influence mechanics? Yes. If, if the audience <gasps> could see the looks on Noelle's face as Gary was describing what we're about to be doing. Influence mechanics! I have no idea what's going on. I'm just so excited. I it's just want to hit somebody. You're preparing for trial. You yeah. are not going to get to hit anybody for a I while. I know. I'm going to be really upset. Gonna be, unless you're trying to intimidate the witness, which wouldn't look good with what we're trying to do. So are we going to court? We're going to do an episode of Law and Order! <laughs> Chung chung. Oh, chung chung. Oh, chunk chunk, yes. yes. <laughs> I love Law and Order. Exactly. So, That's why I'm so, so excited. SBU, Special uh, Beast Unit. Special have... Beast Unit. I like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Hero card for that. No. Okay. <laughs> I thought golems were created creatures, Judge. Yes, this is what is confusing me. Golems are usually mindless and at the whim of their creator with no will of their own. Did you create him? I no, I, I did not. <laughs> do, do not implicate her in this case. Renly never ignores the elephant in the room. No, obviously not. <laughs> Renly, in fact, is leading the elephant in the room Renly around is the by his trunk. In the room. What would... Ren Renly is feeding it peanuts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am confused. Is this is the beast undead? No. Um. Good thing I don't like undead. <laughs> that would cause a conflict of interests, yes. <laughs> right? And I have a solution. I have multiple solutions. I have... <laughs> For the undead? But, but Zenobia, it's not undead, so... I have six solutions. For, for undead. Things that need to be dead. I think we're getting away from the main issue here, Zenobia. I suppose. I'm just trying to understand why I would want to help this creature. If it helps, um, I will double your payment if you yeah. assist in this Triple trial. it, triple it, and my conscience is clear. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a... Um, aided diplomacy? Yeah. I aid. I aided. Vivian doesn't know what's going on, so she's not going to roll for this. She's not going to negotiate in a scenario how, how like much, this. Uh, does, how much does your aid add? Two from each, so a total of four. Eighteen. Um, what about two and a half times? Done. I love undead. I love <laughs> golems especially. Golems aren't undead. <laughs> they aren't alive. He's, he's, he's not undead. He's, he's a construct. He's never living. No problem. <laughs> Good job, Zenobia. 
She is so funny. This weird tycoon she found, in her. She found money. She's like, she didn't think she liked money, but then she found out she really liked it. Um. She's going to become the bad guy at the end, and it's just going to be over, like, some gold. I'm going to become a dragon at the end. That's my goal. <laughs> oh. Isn't that your sorcerer's goal? Yeah. And then you'll visit the baby Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and I will be the gold-bearing dragon. At Epiphany. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. So this is all very useful, but I still do not understand. How is it that a golem has a will of its own and can be held accountable for its actions? Golems are constructs of magic users that are completely subservient to the will of their masters. What he said. Uh, This is something um, I also need you to investigate. Uh, Many believe that this golem has been able to find sentience. That is very strange. AI. (sighs) You gave Google all your information. Noelle is not okay with AI. (laughs) Vivian doesn't know what it is. It was a great movie. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, Weird bubble cars. Okay, so that's another thing we need to investigate. I, I have a couple of questions, Judge. Mm-hmm. Judge Deramid. How long has the beast been in this area? How long has this this these events been occurring? I'm I'm kind of wondering how much rage and fear has been built up. Has it been over a short time? Has something changed recently? Uh, the first stories of. Uh, the beast's crimes occurred um, 20 years ago. And you're just now convicting him? We've just now caught him. How big is this monster? He is quite large. (laughs) And you just now caught him? Yes. How how was he captured? He had uh, broken into the library at the university. They will be able to give you more information there, but from what I understand, he was found the next morning just... Sitting there stunned, not putting up a fight. He did not resist arrest. He failed a will save. Mm. He just sat there. Can golems speak? I don't know if they can or not, honestly. Can this one speak? <laughs> I think golems just, can like recite a, recite a specific phrase that they've been instructed to, like, you're not allowed to enter or something like that. A flesh golem cannot speak, although it can emit a hoarse roar of sorts. Mm. Does it have a name? Uh, we do not know if it has a name or not. It's just been referred to as the Beast of Lepestad. I think we should call him Horace. I was going to call him Bowl. Bowl? Beast of Lepestad. Well, that could be his name, Horace Bowl. Horace Bowl it is. We've named him. I think naming this golem will be very integral to his defense. This name hum- it and claim it. This humanizes him. I believe Very you. good point. Uh, you might need to submit his official name to... A uh, judge? Well, I was going to say a registrar somewhere, but... <laughs> you mean like a judge? Our judges registered? I don't know how that works. Let's really get bogged down with actual legal legality. <laughs> yes. oh, it's it's yeah. like the Star in this, Wars prequels. In this, fan- in this fantasy. Yeah, because we've city. covered all the other realms of nerdiness in this <laughs> yeah. episode, so I really think we should yeah. get down do with it. legalities. Do it. Go see the county clerk. And, <laughs> oh, um, I had to <laughs> I had to transfer a title on on a car on my car like a month ago and it was just it was hell on earth like mm. i'm just having horrible flashbacks of going to the, the different same offices thing. So, yeah <laughs> that'll be fifteen dollars here and a hundred dollars at the and next then one 300 at this one <laughs> it's like, what? no this is the wrong form you need a 1239 c oh, i'm sorry you need to go in that office that's three doors down and three floors up <laughs> I'm sorry, we're closing early today. Yeah, I know it says five o'clock, but 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 you know, oh, this uh, this form mm. is the old form. We need yeah. the updated one. 
What are the ones at the office? You know, those 382s or whatever. Oh, man. So sorry. That just spawned, yeah. spurred a whole bunch of yeah, awful flashbacks. Post traumatic <laughs> stress. Yeah, we yeah. all have PTSD from dealing with municipal government. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, <laughs> do y'all have any more questions for Judge Daramid? So, the trial process in this city doesn't require answers from the accused? That is what the, the barrister is for. Uh, when does the trial begin? How much time do we have to prepare? Uh, the trial has already begun. Oh, dear. Um, but we are still in the early stages of the trial, so you don't have a lot of time, but anything you can do to assist the barrister will um, greatly help him. Poor man can barely get a sentence out without stuttering. I, s- I assume Horace is being kept in a jail cell somewhere? Yes, um, he is staying at the jail in the courthouse. Okay. Will we be able to visit him? Yes, I believe you will be able to. Um, you will need to go to the court clerks and uh, register as voluntary magist- uh, voluntary barristers and then go speak to um, Gustav uh, and let him know that you are there to help with the case. I'm sure he will welcome you with open arms. <laughs> Is Gustav, like, a public defender? Yes. Mm. <laughs> he, he tries, but... He, he tries. He tries trials? Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am so excited for three weeks of law jokes. I can't even <laughs> express it. <laughs> I'm going to go watch Legally Blonde after this. With my criminal justice background, this is actually kind of <gasps> fun. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Vivian's got to buy a suit for court. Ah. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it, folks. We'll see you next week. Yeah. <laughs> so excited to go shopping. Pinstripes. Pinstripes.